Welcome back to another Worldviews podcast episode. Available now on Spotify and YouTube, Worldviews podcast is a platform where we discuss a plethora of different topics related to art, music, and much more, giving you the listener or viewer an insight into someone else's perspective, allowing you to gardener skills, keys, and knowledge you can use in your day-to-day life. Discussion-based conversations with fellow creatives, understanding their perceptions through their lens, how they view the world. So what exactly is um, this interview going to be focused on? Is it going to be focused on just like my like business career or my career in general? Because I'm also like, um, like there's two parts of my brand, which is the music part and then the designer part. So there's two different points. So basically it's a conversation that helps you tell your story in the regards of like what you want to do career-wise, your aspirations. I'm going to get into this kind of I'm going to have a lot to talk about as far as like crochet level, so I'm excited. That's nice. Yeah, you do. I was looking at you and I saw that and I was like, when is your job? Because you were saying, you talked about earlier too, that you basically are going to be on music. Yep. I'm not nervous, I'm old. I know. Thank you. I know, I can tell. Thank but you literally have no reason to be nervous. Like it's like it's like girls talk, like girls just talking business. Like think about it that way. Yeah. For some reason I'm not nervous at all because I'm just so used to like just living this lifestyle, like being interviewed and talking about business and This is like what life. you want. Yeah. yeah. I'm just so used prepared. to it. It's like I was just born for stuff like this, so I don't really get nervous much. I'm actually really excited. That's cool. It's my first interview. Yeah. This is your first interview? That's nice. I'm my glad very, to, very first interview. to have you on and yes. be It's an the honor. Yeah. To be here doing it with you, a black woman in business. <laughs> it's exciting. Thank I'm you. Happy. Um, to get started, I just want to introduce you, um, your name, where you're from, and what you're, you do, really. Like, what's your, the majority of what you do? Um, my name is Anila. Um, I go by Nyla so recently, but my name is Anila. Very big, I'm being called by my actual name. Um, I'm from Providence, Rhode Island, but I'm here staying um, on campus, so I do um, all of my business and work from campus now. Um, And basically what I do is I am a crochet designer. um, And yeah, I was gonna go more into that, but I feel like that's the point of the interview. Um, We'll get into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Crochet is like your medium of like art, artist artistry you would say yeah so like um crochet is more so like the other half of how i like do art in a way so um Mm -hmm. you know there's not a lot of crochet artists out there in general but i do i always felt like being a crochet designer is um it just is worth a lot more than just being a crochet artist. I was a crochet artist for. Wait, what's? Can you explain the difference just for everyone? Because I don't. I personally don't yeah. understand the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So a crochet artist is um, honestly, in the most simple way possible, is just 
a person who crochets. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't have, like, you know, when you go on YouTube and you see all the, all of the tutorials and you sit back in your room and you crochet that, you can consider yourself as a crochet artist because mm-hmm. you're a crochet artist. So, like, that word artist more so means, like, you're, like, you know, like, kind of just having fun with art, yeah. you know? So, um, but a crochet designer mm-hmm. is um, very different from that because it kind of like, like I spent maybe like, cause it's my third year going into business now, like this October would be my third year. So I was a crochet artist for maybe like a year and some change. And the difference between my type of business then and now is that now I'm designing everything. Like I can't go back to like YouTube and use someone else's pattern because now I'm the designer. Now I'm the one who kind of has to like put the pieces together and create their own art. So like the difference between an artist and a designer is like the art that you're making is already made. It's already someone else's idea. Mm. But with the designer, it's kind of like, that's your idea. That's something that you're kind of just constructing with your own, inspiration in your own mind and your own pictures and things like so which honestly to me it's it's harder but it's worth it it's just more fun because it takes a lot more time to put those pieces together it's like it's just like being a designer for like the shirt that you're wearing like people who like sketch that out and like get the fabric ready and things like so it's the same thing it just takes longer because it's like every stitch is like handmade. You can't just cut it out and put it together. It's kind of like you have to actually build it up. So that's the difference. In the long run, do you think you'd want to keep it um, handmade items? Or would you one day, if it gets super big and you're getting a lot of in- like people interested in buying your quality, you know, would you keep it handmade or would you start making it more like manufactured? If that makes sense. If As it's even possible. Of- I don't even know how it's possible. It is very possible. It is very possible because it's actually getting done now. It's funny that you asked that because as of now, I actually hate manufactured crochet items. I hate them so much. Why is it too, like... They're just so fake. They're just, like, so, like, ugh. Like, they're just so, like, you can tell by... You can tell the difference between, like, handmade crochet and then, like, fast fashion um, crochet. The quality is different. Yeah, like, the Mm -hmm. quality is just very, very different. And it also, like, just benefits the artist or the designer within itself Mm -hmm. like instead of like i get it like um one thing i try to like think about now is like it's really important for people like some people don't like to wait like two to three months for something to be handmade for them and you know they want it really quick for a trip but for me it's like why go out and buy like this three dollar crochet top that's gonna rip in two weeks when you can get it handmade by someone who can customize it to your size and if anything happens like a rip or a tear you can bring it back and get it fixed like you know it's some it's you're supporting someone's business you're putting money in their pocket you're supporting their art so like I, I just never, ever understood that. I feel like the only reason I can understand it is if someone, like, really wants something, like, really quick for, like, a trip or something. Like, they mm-hmm. really just want to get it quick. But I don't think, like, um, in the future that I would ever be, like, a fast fashion um, brand. I don't think I would ever, like, transition into that. I don't think it makes anything quicker or easier. Like, just now, like, I'm not a fast fashion brand, and I can see that it still doesn't make it easier or like, you know, or as eye appealing to like the artists and the designers who are actually doing the work. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not, 
it's not there it's not clicking steven so like yeah so i don't think i'd ever do that i do have a vision though um definitely plan like within the next by the time i'm out of college i'm a freshman now so by the time i'm out of college um i do plan to have my own store and um hire employees who just create my designs so i'll still be the designer and i'll but still be the one the like the yeah everything. like so i just won't be using my hands it'll be my employees they'll be making the designs and putting it together and sewing it together and Mm -hmm. then i'll just be the first crochet store um in the world as of as of now there isn't any like crochet made. there's no stores with a hundred percent crochet made clothes and um like i don't know i don't know if i should wait for like you to ask like those type of questions but um i was gonna like talk about um how i'm like rebranding and like transitioning my entire brand like everything is just getting like redone like i'm changing the name i'm changing the products i'm changing the the packaging i'm changing the logo like everything's getting redone like we're gonna get into why yeah. and everything in, in a minute, but my question was, um, do you know if like Burberry or any of the high fashion people are are doing anything crochet or anything knitted or anything like that? I feel like <sighs> I haven't seen it That's in that mainstream. Question. That's a really good question. I would say that. Or do you keep up with that kind of stuff when you when it comes to design and fashion and stuff like that? I would say that I'm not sure if like. I don't see a lot of big brands do that, but I have seen a few, um, which is very, like, inspirational to me because um, I, like, being a designer, I really try to, like, look at the, like, bigger brands or, like, the bigger influencers who wear those brands um, for, like, inspo on designing products in general. But I know that, like, Prada has this, like, bomb-ass crochet, like, bag and that I wanted to like recreate with their logo on it and everything and I thought it was so dope and it's even crocheted in the product yep the the Prada logo is like crocheted and like it's complete like 100% yarn um and I know that I've seen like this like um this like knitted sweater I've seen a lot of like knitted products too like I think people like sometimes like get it mixed up and think like you know like of course I'm a crochet artist but I started off with knitting I learned how to knit before I learned how to crochet so seeing knitted products gives me more of an inspiration too and I've seen a lot of like to knit or um say it again you said to do what like it gives you a lot of inspiration to yeah it gives me a lot of inspiration at, to crochet oh. like it gives me a lot of inspiration in like transitioning it into like a crochet style type mm-hmm. um and i've also seen like um really dope models on like fashion shows wear crochet products and products made out of yarn so that's really inspirational too like i've been seeing a lot of like strings like really just popping out um in like the fashion industry within itself so that's like really really like inspirational to see it gives me an a good eye of like what the people are looking for what specifically about yarn like i guess you you like the it seems like you like the material itself what specifically about that material like rather than like just sewing actual like satin or other things why specifically crochet and not knitting either why that i would say um I would say specifically crochet because it's different just simply because not a lot of people do it um not a lot of people can do it um so me i'm different i don't want to do what everyone else is doing especially like um i've had a lot of people like throw it at me before like even family members i'm talking about like you know i should really get into like designing like on clothes and it's like 
nowadays with people my my age, um, they're really starting to do um, clothing businesses and things like so, but they all look the same. So, and that's like honesty. Like a lot of people's like merchandise, mm-hmm. they all look the same. Like what do you mean? Like I'm really big on like placement okay. and, and colors and like patterns and like, you know, things like that. So I can do all of that with crochet and I can also do all of that with fabric. But like, I'm more so like, damn, like, why don't I, I mix the two? Like I am transitioning like, um, crochet by Nyla, which is the name of my business, everyone, um, crocheted by Nyla, um, into a modernized crochet like brand. So I'm taking what people do with fabric and how they place it and the colors and the patterns. And doing it. Just with yarn. Yeah. So it's like, it's just like all in all, like simply, it's just different. Like no one, yeah. no one really, not a lot of people can do it and not a, a lot of people do do it. So um, that's why I chose crochet. And it's also like, it's just like, I found like a, a like a love for it. You kind of get excited, like building something up from scratch instead yeah. of like... Especially with your hands. Yeah, like exactly. It's like, it's really exciting. And also like um, the customers is what keep me like wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the customer, my, my clients, my customers, my family, they're more, they're the biggest reason why I'm still in, bi- um, still in business and why I didn't give up on crochet because it's those type of people who want that type of product. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very, very loyal. I love them so much. Very, very loyal to me. They always come back to me um, and tell me how much they just love the product. So that's why I crochet because it's different. You don't, you don't see nobody wearing no, no, no bomb like, you know, handmade out of yarn clothing, and it looks like really, really good. Like it's true to size. It fits well. Bomb color, bomb quality. Like you don't really see a lot of people in that. So I'm trying to like bring that out into like the fashion world more like I want to see that more in like places like New York and like Atlanta and like more smaller smaller brands I want to see them have more of that on on fashion walks and stuff like that like that's my goal that's my goal um with that being said like obviously we said we don't well you don't like fast fast fashion I don't like it either yeah I feel like it's I, I prefer going vintage or finding thrift um thrift finds but with that being said does that mean like your prices aren't like burberry or or gucci i feel like it would it would one day get there definitely definitely would one day get there my prices aren't cheap yeah and they will they will never be cheap (laughs) especially with this rebrand um my prices aren't cheap because i don't make cheap clothes Mm -hmm. so the value um, of it yeah, exactly. Like, so I, to answer your question, I do agree with the fact that my prices aren't Burberry, Gucci, Louis V. Like, not you're not, yet. you know, big, big prices. Like, I'll, I I won't charge someone $1,000 for something. You don't something. think, like, ever in life? Like, ever. oh, like, ever in especially life? Especially because, like, you just said, like, the industry doesn't have something like you, mm-hmm. you know, or what you're able to give. So I feel like the value of it goes up even more. Is there a cap? How do you figure out your worth when it comes to making the prices for your pieces? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I base my prices mostly off of like 
um obviously labor and time and also like the amount of like yarn i'll have to use mm-hmm. um but like as far as like knowing your worth when it comes to prices um like shout out my cousin shout out my cousin aisha because um around this time um say it again she helped you out like yes with prices because when i first started out business and i first like wrote out all the things that i wanted to make i was like i'm gonna throw five dollars here ten dollars here seven dollars here she said absolutely not we're Mm -hmm. not doing that she took my paper erased all of those and redid all of the prices and i said you want to know what i'm gonna put that up i put that up and people was buying it and people was buying it and they was paying that exact price for it and they don't complain so shout out her for that because honestly without her i wouldn't be getting paid i would not be getting paid but when it comes to knowing your worth when it comes to like really hand making these products you really have to think about it in a way where it's like you know like this is your time i like that that's really like how i think most crochet artists think about it like i don't think they compare it to like how someone else is pricing their products or how like louis v is pricing their products like they really um depended on like how much energy and like work are you gonna have to put into this product because when you're making crochet artists crochet artists when you're making crochet products i don't think that enough artists talk about like the hardships that you have to like sit down and like endure when doing these products like what hardship can you explain the hardships? like hardships doing? as far as like losing sleep and losing motivation and like literally yeah. like i've like having i've burnout. had say it again having burnout basically yes burnout yes exactly and I think that all comes from not wanting to disappoint a customer. So, like, um, one thing that I had to, like, change my whole policy for, like, I really had to, like, really have a, like, connection with um, my customers about was, like, how long like i just came to reality, like, damn, like, these products don't take me three weeks anymore. Like, the... Like, I started off making, like, headbands and hats and scarves. Mm -hmm. Now I'm making shirts and dresses and, and like, and bags and and stuff. So, like, things get, like, you know, bigger with time. You start to get more inspired. Just things get bigger. So, like, having that, like, you know, burnout. Like, damn, like, I really don't want to disappoint this customer. I don't want to be late. Like, let's just stay up all night and do it. Like, Mm -hmm. I've literally been in so many positions like that and it's like you lose the love for the art when it comes to that so it's like now i had to like be real with myself like this might actually take me a month or two to do and i have to know a month or two in advance before i start the product so that it's done in time so um but even when those like even though it will take you like a month or two and like you have that advantage of like knowing it's going to take you that long do you ever feel like when it's that time you might not even feel like you want to do it or are you just always prepared once? You know what I mean? Like, during the time of that month, you might, like, ugh, I don't want to, like, do this. Oh, so you're meaning, like, like, even if I did start it, like, when it's that time, time. to, like, really get finished, yeah. do, you, do I still get unmotivated? Right. I don't think I have times like that more so, but actually, I do. I've had that. I've had exactly what you're explaining um two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, right when... It's, it's the same thing with, like, school and homework and quizzes yeah. and stuff that you do. Like, once you're at the finish line and you just have a little bit left, that's the time when you really don't want to do it. Um, oh, I'll just get it. I'll just get it it's done like later. I'll just done. finish it later. It's just a little bit left. Like, that's I... literally what I be doing. Like, literally, like, 
I have times like that all the time. I did that like two weeks ago with the last couple orders that I had to ship out. I was literally on the verge of like finishing and I'm just like, I'll do it later. Let me just have some chill time and yeah. relax. You know you're going to get it done. And chill. But literally, it's it's more so like a discipline thing. Like it's like really something you have to discipline yourself to do. So I have had times like that before. And I won't, like, say that it won't happen again or, like, I'm, like, banished from ever feeling that way again. But um, I just feel like there's there's this mode that you, that you really get in when it comes to your art where you're just so, like, you're just really in that creative space and you're just so excited to just get everything done. So I feel like right now, especially when you're doing the art that you want and not mm-hmm. the art that you think other people want. So yeah. you're doing the art for yourself more than you're doing it for someone else like me my business was really based on the customers and Mm -hmm. like what they want although that is important but you have to realize this is art you're supposed to have fun doing this yeah you're not supposed to this shouldn't be forced art you shouldn't be doing it for like money you shouldn't be doing it because it's pleasing to someone else's eye Mm -hmm. if you don't love your artwork why are you putting your artwork out for someone else to love and then Mm -hmm. expecting them to love your art so it's like you know, kind of just having that, like, excitement, like, ooh, I'm just so excited to get this cool design out and really just throw it out there. But, yeah, back to the burnout. (laughs) Like, yeah, just going through um, that, like, mindset where you're just like, I just don't want to do it anymore. You just got to kind of, like, discipline yourself through it. But um, that is more so, like, to answer that, like, worth question. It's more based on, like, how much time and energy am I going to be putting into this product how much does it cost to get the supplies for this product what's the what's the customer size for this product those are all things that really like correlate with pricing Mm -hmm. like me i don't really have unless those are unless it's a collection if it's a custom and it's something custom made for someone i'm coming up with that price with all of the information that the customer is giving me. I don't ever have like, like price. I'm not gonna charge every single, like if 10 people were to come to me and say, I want a black dress. Mm-hmm. I'm not charging all of them the same price. Cause it's different sizes. Different sizes, different lengths. One of them wants arms. One of them wants no arms. One of them wants a pink strap. One of them wants a white strap. It's like, everyone wants something custom to their size, true to their, true to their size. Yeah. So it really just, depends on that that's how i feel like most crochet artists or crochet designers um spend their time like coming up with like products and it's also like we're not fashion over crochet designers and artists love to say that we are not fashion over we are not sheen Mm -hmm. this stuff takes time and with time time is money you have to pay for time that's just how it goes you have to pay for the labor so that's just that's just how it goes. I don't know. That's probably why Fashion Nova's prices are the way that they yeah. are. And that's probably why Sheena's prices are the way that ideas. they are. But this is why my prices are the way that they are. Original ideas, <laughs> original thoughts, original pieces. Exactly. Original prices. When it comes to commission work, do you have you ever been like with the procrastination sometimes? Is it ever because of like maybe a color like scheme that you don't like? And you're like, ugh. Mm. Never that. Never that. Is it yes 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 there is oh my goodness so many times so many times like when you're doing especially commission work customs requests that's Mm -hmm. what i call it on in in my brand customs and requests 
when it comes to those type of products and you see the same color like it's fun in the beginning like yeah like let's let's use this color it's gonna be so dope i love the way they pair them together mm-hmm. but when you're doing stitch by stitch by stitch and roll by roll by roll of the same exact color it gets repetitive it drives you insane i literally like you don't have a show on while you're doing it yes like- i do <laughs> but it's like literally i feel like that takes away motivation from doing stuff like it's like i don't yeah. want to do this because i'm like so tired of doing this this color like yeah. i'm just so tired of looking at it um well how, how do you push past that I push past that by doing two projects at once mm. and, skip, and and flipping through them. So, like, if I've had too much of the pink, let's switch over to the white. Like, if I've had too much of the blue, let's do a little bit of the green, yeah. and then we'll go back. So, yeah, like, that's my little, like, you know, like, code. yeah, like, my <laughs> little game plan on how to, like, get stuff done. That's what I did last time, like, which really, really helped, like get things done quicker because it just makes it more fun it makes it more exciting when you're doing stuff with more colors and stuff but looking at the same color color or colors for so Mm -hmm. long like imagine looking at the same same three colors for like two to three months i'm tired yes pack it up i'm ready i'm ready for another product Mm -hmm. like i do you in two two to three days please i need a i need need to eyes on for a little bit I'd be so tired, but I have those moments all the time. But I move past it by doing more than one product at once. Definitely helps. It's so much more fun that way. You get everything done quicker, too. Does creating art for you ever get lonely? Or do you do it often alone? Or are you usually around a lot of people while you're knitting? Or are you usually alone? Like, How does it work for you? I'm usually alone, and I work better alone. Um, I feel like when I'm... um, it, de- it really depends on the mode because I've been like, I've been around like my friends and brought business around them, like got a shit ton of work done. Mm-hmm. But um, I realized that I work better alone because there's no distractions. I feel like being around your friends, it's very easy to like. You might slow down. Yeah. Like it's very easy to want to get into their conversation and what they're, they got going on. Like, you know, like I have I have those moments, you know, often. But um, as far as it being lonely, I never thought about it in that context of it being lonely. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever had a day where I'm like, I just want to sit at someone else's house with them in silence and do business because Mm -hmm. I'm lonely. I don't think I ever feel lonely while I'm doing business. I think I have a lot of fun actually doing it alone. It's like it's I work in chaos. Mm-hmm. So like everything's everywhere. Everything's everywhere. Yeah. And I like it that way because I don't know, that's just I'm just used to working that way. Like mad balls of yarn everywhere. Yeah. They're tangled up. There's clippings of yarn all over the floor. I My computer's in front of me. And anything clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like me. I'm really big on like having a clean room. Like mm-hmm. I'm a neat freak. My OCD is crazy. I'm always, always cleaning. But like when it comes to like crochet work, I don't care where I am. Like I literally don't want anyone cleaning it up for me either. Yeah. Like I don't want anyone like doing that because I'm just like comfortable. Like this is what real hard work looks like. It's supposed to be a mess. Yeah. Like art isn't supposed to be pretty. Mm-mm. So um especially the process of it. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. the process of it isn't supposed to be pretty, but the final product can be the most perfect thing in the world. Yeah. So that's how I really like to work, like alone with my computer in front of me, got some YouTube or some Netflix, 
and or maybe like music i really like to transition to like between like netflix youtube and like music it depends on the show that i'm watching but like or silence just nothing at all alone and you're just go, going away um or i try like singing are you not alone with your thoughts in the silence or are you like because i'd be yeah I'd yeah be definitely like, definitely 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 alone with my thoughts um during the process and that can really make or break your inspiration. Like, I really think it's important to keep a positive mindset while you're, like, doing your art. Um, but also, I feel like you, depending on the art, you can really get um, motivated by, like, you know, bad feelings or, like, negative feelings. But with crochet, I don't see that helping at all. Like, feeling negative or heartbreak. Like, if, if I was to get my heart broken, I'm not going to pull out my sticks and needles and just start crocheting. No, that's I, I might sit back and write a song, but okay, okay. I'm not going to pull out my sticks, my sticks and needles and start crocheting. No, that's mm -hmm. not how it works. <laughs> so like crocheting is something you really have to like be in a good spirit of like art and inspiration for. Like if you're having a good day, it's just like reading a book. Like you're not going to get your heart broken and open a book. Yeah. You know, like you're going to want to be in a peaceful environment. Like, it's so nice outside. Let me just grab a book and go sit in the grass and read a book. It's the mm -hmm. same thing. Let me just grab my, my business bag and go sit in the grass and like watch the sky and just do crochet. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. So, yeah, I like I like I like looking at it from that point of view. <laughs> What's the difference between writing music so it's basically like a peaceful thing for you more of a like an exerting like it's more of a sitting that back and having peace when you're crocheting mm -hmm. and with writing music it's more like i mean like having it as an outlet to to help me like therapeutic way um so you're saying like is does crochet help me in a therapeutic way i'm wondering what the difference between how you just said like if you were going through a breakup you wouldn't be you wouldn't like grab your sticks and needles and uh -huh. you, you would probably maybe write a song about it mm -hmm. why is that um i would say because with crochet you can't really express pain mm. with crochet um i feel like you can only express happiness with crochet um i haven't ever seen a crochet artist and i've done i haven't done deep research but i've done well enough research um, to know that I haven't seen a crochet artist or designer ever get inspired by pain or heartbreak or like sadness or loneliness for any of their products. And I don't think there's like there, I, I wouldn't say there isn't a possibility because anything is possible, yeah. but I don't think there's a way that has been started or created or done yet where you can express yourself in a, in a, in a painful emotion with yarn. yarn yeah. um, but with music, you can you can put a thousand words together to, you know, kind of express your own very emotion. Like, I don't, you know, think that, you know, everyone's sadness is the same. So, like, with music, it's a lot different because you have a lot of, like, you have a lot of people who've already done that and you have your own pain and in, in sorrow to be inspired off of. Yeah. But, like, with crochet, it's really hard to, like, put that type of motive into each stitch. And it also, like, for me personally, um, as a designer, it doesn't help being, like, yeah, it doesn't help. It actually, it just strips the fun away from the art, which yeah. is why I also don't force myself to work 
or I don't burn myself out to work anymore or I don't feel or I don't guilt trip myself into believing that I'm disappointing a customer to to rush something if it's one thing about me I'm not rushing my products I'm never ever rushing my products if if that product is going to take three months it's going to take three months I'm not going to rush myself because if it's rushed, then it's not made with love. It's not made with genuineness. It's not made with consideration of the customer. If it's rushed, something might get undone or I might do something wrong. Just sit back, take your time in a peaceful environment. But I think that's why it's different. Like no one's done it before. I feel like once someone, a crochet artist or designer gets up one day and expresses themselves in like a, a painful way through their art with crochet then it'll then lead that you know trend or that inspiration onto other people who may have thought of doing that but didn't know how Mm -hmm. and then well we can then say that it's been done and that Mm -hmm. it's it's in the flesh but as of now um there's just no way that that can ever be done you can't put pain into crochet as of now i was gonna ask if you can make designs into the crochet yeah that that, that's like, what i mean yeah that's what i was thinking no about really like they'd be like putting flowers mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly no that's literally um what i mean in a way where like of course someone can crochet a broken heart and put it on um a piece but i feel like putting like uh, i don't know like and more so mm, i was gonna say like if you put a broken heart onto a crocheted piece and sell it your customer isn't going to feel that but it's the same thing as someone putting a broken heart on a fabric shirt how is how are they feeling that so i can't even really compare that but you it's mean like customers going to feel that emotion that you put into yeah like they won't like how how are they relating to it in a way that says yeah i'm gonna buy that mm. like just because you put your your emotion into into your yeah. your clothing what that like you really have to get to your target audience and really go back to really like um talking about like really thinking about talking thinking about what the customer is going to think of this before you release it very important for any designer for any any artist any any anyone in art in clothing and in, in brands and things like so you really 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 have to always keep in mind of what the public is going to think of your product before you release it because you know as although it's important to love your art you can't be the only person to love your art you're not going to make money that way Mm -hmm. or you're not going to get recognition that way or your story is not going to get heard that way you got to really make sure it's eye-catching and make sure that your your customer or your client can feel that so having a story behind your products is also something that i think can like benefit and make someone um buy your pain in a way so definitely possible i just don't know how i never i've never thought about it that way um but i don't see myself putting pain into 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 that type of art i feel like there's certain type of arts where you can apply your your pain and your your sorrow to and i just don't think crochet is one of them for me that's good that's good um with you saying that i was gonna say oh yeah we first of all what is your major again my major is business management yes. yeah because you're saying a lot of stuff that i've recently just learned and i'm learning it like off, off like not in class like on like in a, a program off campus in the library okay. that has to do with like entrepreneurship i didn't know about the whole target audience and understanding that portion is is classes been helping you figure out 
um, the business portions of your of your business. Like it's been helping, you know, incorporating that the knowledge, of course, from school into your business. So did you know, like coming into high from high school, you already knew what you wanted to do, or? Yep, coming from um, coming from high school. As far as um, crochet wise, coming in from high school, I did know what I wanted to do. Um, I started my my business as a junior in high school, so um, I was already like two years in before mm-hmm. now. So, um, like, classes that I'm taking now, um, I feel like this semester hit a lot more intimately with my business than it did first semester because I I really got to take the time to choose the specific classes that I wanted. Like, now I'm taking an intro to entrepreneurship class, um, and we talk so much about business, and I'm the only one in that class who has a business before that class. Mm. Um, everyone else is launching their own ideas or creating ideas just for the class, mm-hmm. but this, but to me, it's real life. Like this yeah. is actually like really what's going on. Yeah. So um, it does make it a lot easier for me because I have something to 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 talk about. I have something to brag about when I walk into these rooms. Yeah. Um, and like also just like my economics class and my um, BAI class. I'm like taking those classes and um, I took both of them last semester as well. But I feel like this semester they're really hitting because it's really like, what's the, what's the, like, it's really unleashing the, the reason I'm in college. I want to learn more of like the, the money aspect and the, how to really like how to go about employees and where that money goes to and how to divide those things into little things because um, like when it comes down to like the stores, I already like know like the small business aspect of b- being a business owner. So like it's easier to teach yourself that, but you really have to like sit down and like do a little bit of research and study on how like you know like how to get a big like warehouse and how to take care of that and how to keep that going and you know like how to divide money to all of your big employees for their labor and their time but also you getting profit and things like so and like you know just knowing what sells and what doesn't sell and where things go and um how you can like make more money and how you can make less money and where you get a drought and where you get a rise and things like so so that's really what my classes are teaching me now and i feel like they i feel like they've in a way they've always tried to like teach me that way but i feel like it really just depends on how much you're paying attention but i feel like now with my classes um i talk about business every day and i feel like that motivates me too like being in my intro to entrepreneurship class motivated me to like really like take my business serious like i'm in a class and they're literally talking about business all day for an hour and 15 minutes just literally just talking about business this is the perfect time for an hour and 15 minutes to just focus on business. Mm-hmm. If I can't focus on business outside of classes, use the classes for that. So, yeah, I'm really, like, in tune with business during class time. Like, I'm getting that knowledge that I came to college for. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope that answers. Um, yeah. While you were talking, I had a question, but I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to think of it again. <laughs> So, okay, wait, have you taken, so you have to take accounting classes and and economic classes for a business as well? Yes, you do. So I'm not taking economics now because that's not a freshman requirement. That's more of like a sophomore, junior level. I wanted to take an accounting class um, because I took accounting in high school. 
Um, but I realized that in my economics class, I think it's my economics or my intro to business class, either one of those were talking about like balance sheets and yeah. like things like so, and that's all accounting. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm not in accounting like officially, um, you're still learning a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm so. st- still learning a little bit about it. So mm-hmm. those are like the type of requirements, yeah. We'll see if I... Are you, able, you think you'll be able to... Uh, yeah, you're, you'll be fine. Never mind. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the other questions I had was, what kind of mark do you want to leave here on this plane as an, as an existence? Like, once you're gone, like what legacy do you want to leave for your children and for everybody, like, as a story? Because obviously, you're basically in history at this point. You know, you're writing your own story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I love that question because I've asked my question. I've asked myself that question a lot. Um, the market that I want to leave. Um, let's just start off by saying, uh, saying the view that I look at myself, like the, the view that I see myself as. I believe that um, I am the chosen one. I believe that I am the golden child and that I am the like top of the pyramid for everything that I'm doing. I don't believe that anyone can ever be put into my my position in life or put in my shoes and live my life the way that I'm living it. Um, I don't think anyone can do my job better than me. Um, I don't think anyone can handle my job the way that I can handle it. So the legacy or... um, I feel like now, like even as like an 18-year-old musician and crochet designer, that um, I'm already like living this legacy. I'm already, like you said, like creating history. Um, So, hmm, the mark that I want to leave on the world um, as a girl who did everything, Mm -hmm. um, just because my brand is music and being a a designer... um, doesn't mean that I don't have many other goals and aspirations. And I feel like, you know, it really will make my inner child, childhood or like the inner child in me um, happy to know that like I was one of the biggest R&B musicians in the entire world, to know that I was the first black crochet designer to have their own store in many locations in you know, touching and doing collabs with many different um, brands, Red like big brands, um, to gallows. know that, yeah, like, to know that I published a book and did that, to know that, you know, I published a cookbook and, a, and an actual novel and I traveled the world, like, more so, like, the mark I want to leave is, like, yeah, just the girl, just the girl who did everything and the girl who um, really did everything with her art like did different aspects of art like i don't want to leave this earth not trying everything at least one time Mm. so um i really do have a lot of like hobby goals but career goals like those two things like really just being one of the like biggest r&b artists in the entire world like definitely that being a part of my journey but also like the people that i get involved with as far as like different communities or um other brands and things like that um and yeah, like I, that's a hard question to answer now because I mean, it's still being written. As you yeah. can say, there's a lot of things on your plate. That's a yeah. lot of things to leave. It's here. like it's it's like uh, I don't know. Like I just feel like I'm already, like I'm already answering that question in the present. Mm-hmm. That it's hard to answer it for the future because mm-hmm. I just feel like 
just the way that I just the way that I look at myself. I'm I'm the I'm the first daughter of both of my parents, the first mm-hmm. grandchild of my grandparents, the first niece of all of my aunts and uncles. I'm the first of everything. I just feel like I'm just the top of the pyramid. Like mm-hmm. it all starts with me. So the legacy that I want to leave is the legacy that I'm already leaving. Mm-hmm. It's already You're being done. I'm already doing these things. Like my, my family and and like most of my friends are seeing someone my age, me, the only person doing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm already like leaving that legacy. Like after me, people younger than me or people even older than me who never seen someone do it at what I could do are doing it for the second time and the third yeah. time and the fourth time. Yeah. So it's like I'm already doing that. I'm already that girl. Of course. I'm the one. <laughs> I love the confidence. I wanted to ask, did you always know this? Or have you always had this kind of confidence with you, like, your whole life? My whole entire life so since I'm I was bitch. five I years old. <laughs> since I was five years old. Five years old at Shiloh Woods Elementary School on the south side is when I found myself and I found my career. I knew that I was going to be a singer and a songwriter since, since then. And mm-hmm. I've been doing, like, my five-year-old me would be proud five-year-old me would be happy i lived an amazing childhood and i was very very artistic i can draw my ass off i could read my ass off i can write my ass off and i could sing my ass off as a very very young girl so i lived an amazing childhood an amazing amazing childhood and i and i feel like a lot of people's art nowadays is is inspired by not living a great childhood but mm. i feel like that's where the the confidence comes from i feel like a lot of people my age have to build their confidence now as a teen because they didn't have it when they when were younger. younger but me i i already knew like i it's really important to walk into rooms and really just like being confident about who you are and what and what you represent and i've always been that way since like a jit like i've always been that way as a younger person like during middle school in high school was really when um people knew me as the girl who sings that's mm-hmm. that's an island she sings she makes music everyone knew that about me and they and they took me for no less than that yeah. when they needed a singer they would call me when they needed someone to perform they, they would call me when they needed help with songwriting and performing and teaching students about that they would call me that's you know that's my that's my brand that's who i came into that room and said yes i'm doing this this is mm-hmm. what i do um, and this is my passion. So when you walk into rooms like that, it's kind of like you can't see yourself anything less than what you're walking into the room like. Like you can't see yourself as anything less than what you're you're show, showcasing to the world. And um, you know, I've had a conversation recently with a good friend of mine. Shout out Sarah. Shout out Sarah. Love you, girl. Um, had a really good conversation with her, and she made me realize that the girl that I was in middle school and high school left as soon as i got into college like i stopped talking about music i stopped talking about my business and i just enjoyed the college experience like i didn't make it about music and like business and like i didn't make it about that i just came in like yo let's make some friends let's go to some parties let's have fun classes and like you know just getting to know new people and stuff but she made me realize that in the long run when it's time to graduate all you're gonna have is like your business and what you're like you're gonna have your passion and you didn't talk enough about that during the process so you gotta make sure you're talking about that so yeah i've always always had this confidence since five six years old you can ask my first grade teacher shout out um miss richardson never forgetting that name ever in my entire (laughs) life um she still works there as of now but charlotte woods elementary school is like the 
biggest reason I am who I am. Without that school, without those students, without those teachers, like life would just be so different. And not, yeah. I feel like no one else could live my life the way I live it. It's just so weird. Like no one, no one could do what I could do. And that's the fun part about life. That's true. Is that I'm setting an example for people who don't have this confidence. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's. I've always been this way, always. To get into the little bit of the music, you said that in, in high school you were more like into it, people knew you more for it. Um, what's like, I guess it's you're still s- sitting on some music right now, right? Mm-hmm. So what's been, not discouraging you, but what's been like holding you back from putting that out there right now? Um, the main thing holding me back, two things I'll say, holding me back right now is one, um, finding a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in, I've been in my music career for like 12 years now. I've been singing um, for 12 years and I've been recording and releasing music for four years now. So with that, um, it kind of made me realize that, you know, as time goes by, by writing and like working with different artists and being in the studio, it made me realize that it's just so much easier when you have people that you can count on, um, when you have a, a producer that you can count on and an engineer that you can count on and a videographer that you can count on, like just having a team so yeah. that you don't really have to worry about the, the crazy cost. Of course, I'm going to make collabs and work with different producers and things like that, but it al- always feels good to have like people who know how to orchestra your music exactly how you want it to be created like i worked with um terrell osborne for like three years um he was my mentor he's a he owns music one rhode island and i worked with him i interned with him for three years and worked with him as an assistant for three years as well and um he was the first um producer and engineer that i worked with um ever in my life and he just knew how I liked my music. Like, he just knew that I liked to make it from scratch. He knew, like, how I liked my ad-libs. He knew how I liked my my beats to be produced. Like, he just knew how I liked them to be mixed. And exactly, he, like, communication. Yes. Like, okay. So we learned a lot about communication during that time. So um, now that I, when I graduated high school, I, like, not saying I no longer have Music One because Music One is a family. I'll always be a part of Music One. Shout out Music One. Um... It's more so just the, like, aspect of, like, moving on up. Like, you're just growing. Like, now it's time to, like, really find a team and and work with um, people that you can count on. And I, you know, like, transitioning into the second reason, I'm now finding my sound all over again. Um, The last time I released music was three years ago. Um, It was my first EP, Beyond the Picture, and um which is out on all platforms right now um and that was the first project i dropped on um july 7th 2019 and um i i don't sound like that anymore and i don't think i could write music like that anymore um just because it's three years later and i have so many other stories to tell um i've found so many new artists who you know give me inspiration and things like so for like how I want to sound and, 
you know, where I want to come from when I'm telling my story. So just finding my sound again and finding my voice. Um, I don't really know exactly what I want to sound like anymore to the public. Is and it through because of that like growth? Like because of like, like you said, different experiences have led you different places. So now it's like a different sound that you're like kind yes, of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's also because I just stopped singing. Um, I stopped writing. Um, I stopped singing singing along to music. I stopped performing and I stopped recording. In the um, say it again. No, it was just simply because I was just transitioning as a as a human, as a like young adult. Like you find different interests that you want to get into. Like now I'm a crochet designer, and that like takes time away from studio time and being able to really sit down and focus so much on like music. Um, but one thing I love to say and I love to make known is that I'm a musician first and I'm a businesswoman second. Um, so like with being like a businesswoman, of course, like music is business. Um, but I always like it pleases my 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 younger self when I re- remember and remind myself and others that music will always be here. And um, music is what got me here. Um, like, you know, like the recognition that I have on my music and the followers that I have and the, the people who do know me and all of the networking I've, I've have found you through music first. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. Especially with so many of like URI alum and students who go here was from music first. It wasn't from crochet. It was from mu- music. So, um, always rem- reminding myself that like, this is who I was born to be. I was born to be a musician and I was born to do music. I was born to write and I was born to be on the stage, um, which is why I'm like not nervous to to be here in this interview right now because I was born to do stuff like this and talk about stuff like this. So like with that being said, I say all of that to say that um, those are the reasons why I don't like like that's kind of just why I'm sitting on music. I've been writing music for maybe like two years now like i have a lot of music in written the down right drafts um, mm-hmm. not yeah. haven't been laid on tracks yet yep exactly like, like they're like, like fresh like invoice memos like they're just pure vocals um and you know this year and speaking of music i plan to release two singles um and i realized this year actually like i had an ep like a brand new ep that um is going to be released whenever like whenever I actually like have the time to really sit down and like record it but um it made me realize that I'm gonna redo all of the songs on that EP and keep the title I'm gonna keep the title but I might end up like redoing the songs or like reordering the songs to like tell that story but um yeah this year I do plan to release music just because just to remind the world that I'm still here just to remind the world that I still have a voice and that um my voice is very, very different from from your typical singer. Um, I have a lot of soul and rasp to my voice. I'm a really old soul, but I can very, I can also be very smooth and gentle. And the beats I like, not a lot of artists, you know, really like. What um, kind of like? What would your genre be? I, I was assuming R and B, but I'm yeah, not definitely R and B. But um, what is it? I'm more of like a alternative R&B trap soul. R&B. I like that. Thank you. There yes. is a trap R&B, but it's trap soul. Yes. Okay, thank you. Trap thank you. Soul, I was trying to tell somebody that yesterday. Alternative R&B is yeah. mostly what I listen to um, every single day. To so like Rihanna. R&B. Say it again. Like Rihanna. She's alternative yep, R&B. Yep, like Rihanna. 
Um, obviously, SZA, the yeah. King of Trap Soul, Bryson Tiller. Of course. Um, so that's like, are those like your top like five or like we're just no, talking about I'm just the talking, genre? Just throwing throwing um, artists out there. Um, also, like Black is also one of my favorite artists. I have literally all of his merchandise. Um, her and also Tame Impala is I fucking love Tame Impala. Um, so 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 much. The band Tame Impala, Kevin Parker. Yeah, I love. Tame Impala so much. I love alternative music alone, like that genre alone. Um, really, really, that doesn't inspire my music, but it definitely like really like as far as like production wise. Um, and I've also just really been getting into like um, Kanye West and how he produces his music, not more so his vocals, but more so the way he constructs the music and the beats and like Pharrell and his ad libs and like Drake and like... Um, Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg, like their swag and the way that they kind of like um, their approach to their music. And like, I've really been getting into Erica Badu. I'm super late. Y'all don't shoot me, but I'm really getting into Erica Badu as well. Um, so yeah, like those are like just some of my favorites. Um, and those would keep me in like rotation. And I'm also getting into like Keytronada and stuff like that. So like they keep me in like the, the musical loop of and i've also been getting into um mariah the scientist i've been listening to her to non-stop since friday so like literally a week seven days straight i've just been listening to her every single day and um she really like like she really kind of like reminds me of myself in a way because i didn't really like her voice at first i didn't really like it because on her first album you didn't like her voice i didn't, just ask I didn't listen to her first album I, but I, just I this recent world and after yeah so um i didn't really like her voice at first because i kind of thought like she was kind of like a mumble singer in a way but then i actually started to like sit down and really listen and like she reminds me more of like alina uh baraz and kind of like who else does she remind me of? Like, she reminds me of, like, this is other artists that she also reminds me of. But, like, um, yeah, I didn't really like her music at first for some odd reason. I just don't know why. The writing or just the voice specifically? I think it was, like, yeah. I, I don't think it was her voice. I just think it was, the, like, what she talked about. Like, hmm. I don't know. I just think, like, it didn't real me in. Like, there's one this one artist that everyone just likes, like, I, I'm not gonna lie, don't shoot me. I still don't understand the hype on Brent Fiaz. I still don't. I'm sorry. Like, he has some good songs, but I'm not bumping Brent Fiaz. Like, you never been hurt before, huh? Like, I probably haven't been hurt enough, but like, Maybe I not. think he's the king of toxic, so it's like. King of toxic. It's getting. King of not giving a fuck. It's getting. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, he has good music, but like, and there was this time where I was like in a Brent Fires phase and I was constantly listening to him and then I just stopped. But I just never really understood, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. But those, those are the artists that kind of like keep me in the musical loop of staying inspired and finding my sound, like singing their music. And I love 80s and 70s music. That is what, if it's one thing, about my music that will come out it'll definitely be inspired by that um any artists specifically that you were listening to in the, like i don't know any of the 80s and man, 70s i gotta pull out the phone for this, i know but but i gotta put because these are the real oldies that 90s music isn't really old 
but um ray charles will always be my favorite but um the grease soundtrack the movie grease that soundtrack chef's kiss um i listened to some stevie wonder um some charles bradley i love changes by him that song is very inspirational um uh paul anka puppy love and um put your head on my shoulder one of my favorite songs in the entire world and old cape cod by patty page chef's kiss frankie lyman like oh my goodness there's just so the flamingos Smokey robinson like these people are just chef's kiss they literally they know they know what they're doing like the four seasons there's another one too uh there's another one the, the supremes, supremes. yeah baby, baby love are the supremes love. i love 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 the isley brothers like that's music i would like kick back with like my grandpa and we'll just listen to in the car driving around on a summer day like getting ready for a cookout like or i'll just clean my room listening to that like i think like 70s and 80s music um reminds me of like dancing in a kitchen with your husband like that's the the type of music i want to be in the background while i'm like slow dancing with my husband yeah so yeah i love that that will definitely inspire me for like future music i love 80s and 70s when it comes to how the fact that like you have memos and you've written music and you're basically sitting on them not sure if this happens to you but is gonna re like re-recording them is that gonna be like basically having you feel like you're reliving the situation again like because you wrote it so long ago being back in that emotion to actually like be on a mic and display it kind of thing be is does that take you back or like no i mentally i guess i don't it doesn't it doesn't for me and that's what that's what like for some reason kind of like disappoints me in a way because i wrote so many good songs that like i feel like it's going to be hard. I don't think it's impossible, but it's just going to be hard for me to, like... To feel those emotions. Like, right. And, like, feel that emotion so that the music comes out good. How you like, want... How you was before. How yeah, you feel exactly, at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm, like, how yeah. I was feeling before, like... By, by now, like, I'm over everything I wrote about. So, it's, like, going to be hard to, like, relive it again. But I feel like what's also important is writing music for, like, all type of, like, situations um that really helps keep the emotion alive and keep the spark alive and um i also am very like big on like just throwing your voice memos out there into the world instead of like reconstructing them to be on like a production level in a studio like you know how like SZA she'll add like clips of like voicemails and voice memos into her music um i also um i i, I I'm trying to think, like, have I done that before with releasing music? Um, I think I think I did on one of my songs on my last project, but the intro to my new project, shout out Storm Ford. Storm Ford's recent project in the, um, I think it's in the process. Her recent project, she did a lot of that, like a lot of like voice notes that sound so clear and like they're really, really like perfect to say um for like releasing 
So I plan to do that this year with releasing a song because I no longer have the beat to produce it. So I'm like, let me just throw the voice memo out there because I really want the world to hear how I constructed this song. So are you going to release it? Like, is it going to just be the memo or is it going to be on a beat? Just wondering. It's going to be the memo because the memo has the beat in, in, the, in the background. Yes. I love that. Yes. It so. sounds authentic and warm. Mm-hmm. And what's the word? Not like, not forced. Exactly. Yeah, so I want to, like, release it on SoundCloud um, because I feel like someone else bought the beat before I could, which sucks because it was my favorite song. Um, So I kind of just want to put that out there so people just know that I'm alive. I can literally release that tonight if I wanted to. I'm just procrastinating. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a lot of stuff. Can you listen to some things after? I'm, like, I have some things I want you to listen to, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I just, the part where we, like, release things, I'd be putting them, I'd, I'd be trying to say that it's not worth putting on Spotify, like, because of production quality, mm-hmm. it would rather be on SoundCloud, but people would be like, that's just dumb. It is dumb, because, like, like, there's people stupid. out there who, like, want that type of music, like, there's just that one, I'm telling you, there's just that one person who has to do something that's never been done before, or hasn't been done before in their way, just for that that person who's waiting to hear things like that is like finally someone did it now i can listen to this freely without anyone thinking that i'm weird for it um so that's like really really important and like the intro to my newest ep um is a voice memo and it's a voice memo that connects the second ep to the first one so um the story yeah, that's like really exciting the so story the, connects say it again? the story connects to the first yeah, one yeah so like Exactly, it does. Yeah, I, exactly. I like because, when it's consecutive. Um, I love that when it's like going yeah, through mm-hmm. it. I love that. So like, my last project, Beyond the Picture, was about um, looking at things from uh, a different point of view, looking at things from a deeper point of view instead of like what you're shown to see. Like right now, you're like looking at me and you can think that I'm perfectly fine and that I'm okay, but it's important to look beyond the picture. Like it's important to look beyond like what's being shown to you and really like considering like human emotions and feelings and energy so yeah that's definitely like really important and like one of the songs like the intro to my newest ep connects to one of the songs like my intro is like like five seconds but it connects so that you know like oh shit like she's telling the the next story like now it's like even more beyond the picture now it's like real deeper so that's what i'm excited for i'm excited to get more music out and for people to like hear my voice again because i still get asked i still get asked when are you gonna release music have you ever thought about releasing more music yada yada y'all it's coming we need time to live like you said experience to tell these stories more more stories to tell like you know like i've i've written stories about things that i've never experienced in life ever before so it's like you know i'm giving myself time to experience life to have some stories to tell um and i'm also i'm not ever rushing my music i don't rush art ever i just don't like i feel like i'm just gonna lose the love for it never, never ever rush your art not rush that shit. <laughs> you gotta be proud so, of it yeah. too it's it's some, and it also helps you like through that whatever emotion it was while you're making it especially when you're like crafting it and going through it and picking at it it helps Literally, you as an individual yeah i wanted you to, to ask if you could touch up if you could touch, uh, I know it's like behind the scenes and it's loading the whole rebrand. Um, if you wanted to talk a little bit about it and maybe, yeah. So if you wanted to. Yeah. So my um, rebrand is more so focused on um, 
So the the message behind this rebrand is that there's a power in simplicity. There's a power in things being simple. With crochet, um, I realized that I always want to try the complex stuff. And I want to try like adding like 10 colors into something to make it look different. But um, it's more so the designs that do that within themselves rather than the color or the pattern that you're using. Um, so this new collection is my spring and summer collection. So it's stuff that you can wear around this time. Um, my goal is to drop this collection within like the next month or two because um, I really want to get this out in time for people to wear during the season. So um, about the collection, <laughs> about the yeah, collection. Well, is there any like things you could tell us? sneak peeks maybe what we could what, what you might have in store for us to see that this might be different from what you already have okay so definitely um okay so as far as this collection I'll, I'll say as far as crochet by nyla in general um crochet by nyla will not be crochet by nyla anymore it'll have a whole different name um and this name has been in the vault for two years um i bought the domain for this name um so it's not going to be Crochet by Nyla anymore. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it's not going to be Crochet by Nyla anymore. Um, I don't know if I should disclose you don't have name. To. It's not that much of a like, difference, but like it has a lot to do with like um, my vision. Like um, I did make a post recently on the page saying that like what Crochet by Nyla is representing right now isn't what I want to represent. Like I want to be able to like make like these pants in like, crochet um or like make like that jacket with yarn like i want to be able to like make modernized clothes that people buy every day um in a crochet like way and i want to make designs that not a lot of people really see but it's comfortable to every every different size from the petite girls to the plus size girls um and the petite men to the plus size men like yes very much so coming um but as far as like this collection, what people can look forward to is um, a lot more sets. There's a lot more um, sets coming. Um, there's a lot more accessories coming. Um, and there's a lot more. Um, yep, definitely. Um, definitely more diverse bags coming. I like to make bags more customizable instead of like having like bags be something like um standard like something that's like always there in one look like one view like it's designed like i don't want to have like the yeah, same bags yeah like yeah like you know how like you know how like like telfar will do like collabs with the the collab with like ug yeah so like you know what i'm saying like i want to be able to like give my my customers like yeah, something to, to get inspired by, like, you know, to, like, bring something to me and be like, this is how I want it to be made. Um, but I do want to have a standardized, like, bag as an accessory um, for the collection. Um, I, as far as the collection, what else can I tell you guys? Would it be limited? Would they be on, like, 30 bags with this kind of color? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's a spring and summer. It's more so, like, a spring... In summer collection so I wanted to last a while but if like um, someone liked a design from the summer collection and like 
like if it was like December and someone wanted something from the summer collection, they wouldn't buy it from like, you know what I'm saying? They they obviously wouldn't buy it like now, like they buy it like then. So like this collection will still be there, but um, it's more so not really like limited. It's like, you know, like this is what's going to go out for the season. And then, you know, I'm not going to stop selling these things to move in for the next season. It's just now I'm going to stop making these things so I can start making things for the new season. So like I'm going to stop designing things. I'm going to stop designing summer clothes. Like once it starts to get colder, I'm going to stop designing summer clothes and start designing fall and winter stuff so that when once fall and winter comes, I can already have stuff to release during that time. So that's kind of just how that works. But I'll never like stop like um, stop like like releasing stuff or like allowing people to buy that stuff if they like it. Like obviously like you know shop till you drop. Yeah. So that's kind of like um how that's gonna work. And, like, the logo is obviously going to change. So, like, the Instagram logo has, like, um, CBN on it. Um, that's going to change as well. My bio is going to change. All the highlights are going to change. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, um, I actually might end up getting a website um, so that I want to see if that makes it easier for the customers in a way. And it probably will make it easier for me considering I do all my orders through DMs. Um, so that'll make things a lot easier for me. Um, and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know when I want to disclose the name. Like now that I think about it, I'm like, why? When, when is the release of the rebrand happening? Say it again. When is the, re like, the rebrand happening? Or like when is the release of all this information? Like total information coming out? Because it's obviously top secret. So it's... Um, so, May or June. Okay, it's almost, it's literally around the corner. Yeah. That's when it's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, May or June is when, um... Oh, you you might disclose the name earlier than May or June? No, I might disclose the name definitely earlier. Like, oh, yeah? Way before I drop the collection. Okay. Way before. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably, like, a month before. So, like, May. Like, May. So, like, in, like, the next month or two um, is when, like, the Instagram page should be done and revamped. And then... Like, once I'm done with that, like, you know, I'm doing a photo shoot with Momo um, for my brand. Um, shout out, Momo. Love, love you so much. much. Love and um, that's when I'm like, really going to bring everything to life. I really want to have, like, a cute little vlog of, like, the day and, like, just doing a day shoot and, like, getting some product shoots and, like, having some models and making it look, like, really good, dope editing and things like so. So, so I'm really excited who's, for that. Who's like, doing yes. that portion for you? Just wanted to know. Are you doing it? Are you going to be recording the vlog and stuff? No, I, I don't know who's going to okay, be recording great. the vlog. Oh, the vlog I, yeah. I volunteer as tribute if you wanted. But yes, yeah, I would love to so follow you around. That's perfect. Yeah. That's literally perfect because I don't know. Like, Momo's going to be taking the... He does videography too, but he's going to be taking the photos. So he's not going to be able to do that. But that would be dope. That would be perfect. So um, I definitely have, like, an idea of how I want everything to look. So... We can obviously talk more about that but that would be perfect that would be exciting to like vlog that and really get that on camera because i'm gonna like i like being like i like people asking questions to to you know make things you know a lot more fun and, and smoother um and like as far as like the photo shoot i am gonna be one of the models it's very important to represent CEO. your brand and you know yeah. see yourself. so one thing that i am doing for this photo shoot is that i am getting back in the gym this weekend because i need to make sure that i'm like 
you know, I'm healthy and I'm like, I look good and I look like a good representative when I wear my clothes. But um, one thing, one product that I'm really excited to say is that bodysuits. And um, the second thing is line, like linen, I think they say, like fabric, like adding fabric to um, clothes. Yep, you can add fabric to crochet and um, I will now be doing that from now on. Um, Do you sew too? Like you have a sewing machine and stuff? Nope, I plan to invest in a sewing machine and um, mannequins um, soon. I'm going to do mannequins first and then a sewing machine later because I want to teach myself how to hand sew. Um, Are you going to keep all this stuff in your dorm room? Yeah, I have an inventory in my dorm room and then I have an inventory back at home in Providence. So yeah. So like whenever I need to like whenever I need to work on an order and I'm on campus like during the week, I'll go home on the weekend, grab all my stuff for my for my inventory that I may need and then bring it up here. And like I have somewhere to like put it and stuff like that. So like I have my sketchbook and my needles and my scissors and my yarn and like my like measuring tape and stuff like that. Like all that's here on campus with me just in case like I ever need to like do anything really quick or like someone needs something really quick. how come you never you don't have a minor in TMD or like you just I know this stuff I don't even I don't even I know I don't I don't like a lot of people like really like um like they kind of like they kind of like you know they ask like why don't you just you know take classes for designing or take an art class or something and I'm like because I'm not in school to learn that type of stuff like i'm not in school to learn how to be a designer um you already are that designer yeah, exactly. so you don't need to i don't want to learn good. about that stuff just yeah. like i wouldn't go to school for music i wouldn't ever i would i wouldn't ever go to school for music i would take music classes learn my teach myself an instru- instrument or something but i'm not going to college for four years to learn about vocals I was born with that. I'm fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I'm in school to learn more of, like, the, the the umbrella parts. Instead of the little raindrops, like, the little things that fall under the umbrella, um, it's more so, like, the big picture of business. Like, just, like, money. Like, especially, like, with music. Like, learning, how, like, um, like, like, about personalities and how to talk to people and how to network and, like, you know what I'm saying? Learning about what people like to hear and, like, yeah, exactly. So, like, things like that. So, that's why I'm, like, taking classes. But, you know, like, I have three more years. I can always, you know, flip and switch and, yeah, or add and, and see what goes on and see what happens. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. That was my question, too. I forgot about that. Um, how do you balance school and business? And then also, sometimes when you're able to write, how do you balance all of that? School life, family life, love life, all of it with yourself. Discipline. Um, discipline and um, self-awareness. Um, knowing discipline is more so is you're going to have days where you are, where I'm going to have these. That's like, you know, singular. Um, I have days where I'm super focused on school. And I'm like so locked in on school that I don't want to do business. And then there's days where I'm so locked in on business that I don't want to do school. But that's where discipline comes in. It's you're like, you really have to like get up every day and kind of like force yourself to do it. But force yourself in a way where you're like reminding yourself about the bigger picture. Like I balance it by making sure that I spend a certain amount, a certain amount of hours every week on business 
and once I you count them, I never figure that out. Like, oh, start the timer now. See how oh, long no. I'm doing it. I don't do it that way. It's like I like I'm a to do list type of girl. Mm-hmm. I write, write everything down. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I start classes at two. From eleven o'clock a.m. to one o'clock is business for Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's six hours a week. So I spend six hours a week on business. And then I go to my classes, which is like how many hours it is for classes a week. And then um, all the time after that is what I spend with like friends and boyfriend or, you know what I'm saying, family or, you know, things like that. So that's kind of just where that like that time goes. Um, But... Yeah, so that's kind of how I balance it. I'm not going to lie. I just got so nervous saying the word boyfriend on this mic- microphone. <laughs> I just got so nervous. It, like, threw me off. <laughs> like, it threw me off for a second. Um, that's how I balance it. It's just discipline because there's going to be days where I just don't want to do it. Like, I haven't, like, that's the schedule, but I haven't gone by that schedule for a really long time because of just procrastination and not doing it. Um, but discipline and self-awareness, knowing when you're like burnt out, like in the beginning of this semester, I didn't spend a lot of time with my, um, in the, no, in the beginning of the semester, I didn't spend a lot of time with my friends because I was like so locked in on school and making sure I was all set with everything. And I met like people in Brookside who became like new friends. So I spent a lot more time with like new friends than I did with my old friends. And um, yeah, I just spent a lot of time like doing like business and like school and like spending time with like new friends and new people and stuff like that. So that's why I really didn't have enough time for like my old my old friends. And my mom like talked to me. She's like, you know, like you really have to like balance um time for that like especially like even like if you have a love life like you kind of have to like balance time for like your significant other and your friends like you can't just always be with your significant other or always be with your friends you have to like balance time so like it's the same thing um for like business and like friends or school and friends and things like that like you really just have to find a balance and see what works for you so you're not burning yourself out because it's very important to spend time alone and be by yourself and not do anything and just sit in your room and watch tiktok all day like you have to have time for that. So discipline, or what? It, what helped you learn discipline? What helped me learn discipline is Sarah. Oh. Sarah helped me learn discipline. Her sitting down and talking about her life and how she walks into rooms and how she promotes her brand and what she does um, made me realize, like, well, who the hell am I? What do I represent? What am I doing? Like, why am I sitting here? on my phone for hours and hours and hours doing absolutely nothing when I have a brand to represent and absolutely no one knows like what am I doing this is not what I was born to do this is not what I'm here to do so that's she realized like she made me realize like I got to get up and discipline myself even when I don't want to do it I have to do it I have to get up and do it because of the bigger picture like the things like in the end like I feel like if I didn't discipline myself when, when her and I had that conversation I'd probably still be doing business right now. Like I'd still, I wouldn't even have time to worry about a collection. I'd still be focusing on the old stuff because I procrastinated it and didn't do it. So like, um, things like that, like, and like right now I'm disciplining myself. Like every single day I'm working up to this collection every single day. There's not a day goes by where I'm not studying or writing things down for my collection. Like the other day I just figured out like the color palettes and like, um, I sketched out a few designs and like, you know, I found a good, um, a few, like, tutorials on, like, hand sewing and, like, stuff like that. 
and I've contacted a few people. Like I spent like the whole day like making phone calls and and texting people and getting everything all set up because you know you just you, you don't can't get carpal stop. tunnel. Hmm? You don't get carpal tunnel. Or you never like had cramps. carpal tunnel. Yeah, cramps in your hands, your cramps wrists. In my hands. Do I? Do I do it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But like they're not like painful cramps. But I do like to have to take breaks and like crack yeah. my fingers and like. It's just like, I don't know. I get more cramps writing on paper than I do with crocheting. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I get blisters instead of cramps. Blisters. So, like, I get, like, dents in, like, my my fingers on my skin and stuff, like, because from holding the needle. And, like, my fingers, like, get, like, very, like, from, like, rubbing them so much and, like, holding them and flipping them. And, like, w- crocheting with nails. Also, it's hard. Y'all, your nails be every time though. They be looking Gucci, like they be looking good. Thank you. So I be wondering. I'm like, does she like? Is it harder or no? Is it easier? Because (laughs) she always does my nails, and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't make it harder. It doesn't. It is a lot easier, like doing it without nails, obviously. But it doesn't make it harder. Like I still get the job done. I still like work at the same pace. Um. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make make anything harder for me. Um, but it is easier without nails because, like, you don't have, like, nothing, like, like blocking anything. But once you do it for so long, it, like, doesn't matter if you, how long your nails are. It's just, like, it's, like, second nature. Mm-hmm. So quick. Habit. So, yeah. Okay. Mm, my last question would just be, like, my last question would just be, what else, uh, is there anything else you want to leave the, the audience with? We talked about the rebrand, talked about your music. Is there anything else you want to talk about or any last any last remarks when it comes to what you want to leave the audience with? I want to leave the audience with, um, there's so many things running through my mind. I really just want to leave people with knowing that um, Anila's still here and um, that I never left. I may have been in hibernation, but I never left and I never lost sight of my art and um, like, you know, what what I'm here for. Um, I also like want to leave people with knowing that um, I can't do any of this alone. Like everything that I'm doing now is never me by myself. Um, like all the shout outs that I did throughout the interview um, are people who have like helped me and inspired me tremendously um throughout my career throughout my years of like learning just how to be like you know just how to be a better businesswoman in general um i also like want to say like continue to continue to support black owned businesses continue to support black women um black men in business um no matter what and continue to support their art no matter what that could be like whatever way they like to express themselves um be invested in it take your time to learn about it take your time to 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 really understand their story um so that you can feel them and and be able to pass their story on to somebody else that's that's how we get recognized that's how we get loved um that's how we get you know that's how we 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 feel good about our art when we, when we feel like somebody else feels us or feels like somebody else can understand where we're coming from because black people in general don't feel heard um they don't feel um considered or they don't feel relatable just in general so um take your time to continue to continue to do that continue to support um world views continue to support crochet by nyla um continue to support all black owned businesses no matter no matter what no matter which way um you know, because there's there's a there's a there's a black person out there doing something that you like, no matter what it could be. 
Um, and I also want to leave with um, Crochet Vanilla has a clearance section on the Instagram. Y'all go in there and shop. There's um, bathing suits and like shirts and hats and all this stuff. Shop that. Go look at it. I'm going to post something today to remind people of the items that are on there. All of the, It's a clearance section, so it's all discounted um, stuff. Like There's like $10 stuff, $6 stuff, $20 stuff. Just go in there, shop, 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 shop. Um, get those get those out of my hands because once those are out of my hands, I can use that money to buy more supplies. So that would help me. That would promote my business. That would benefit me so much. Um, and yeah, just, just continue being great. Continue being amazing. Um, and yeah, stay tuned. Follow the Instagram at crochet by Nyla on Instagram. Um, that's where you can find all the updates and, um, you can follow my official Instagram, my main Instagram at the official Anila, where all my music is like posted, but I also post like business stuff too. And just to tap into my life and where I'm going and what I'm doing, you know, check in, you know, make a new friend. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for telling your story. And yes, yeah, so thank you so much for having I'm for so being excited. here. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for having me. An honor. Yeah. Let's pause this one. <sighs> Should I start off by like ending this one on my phone? Okay. I have two memos. Thank you for watching another Worldviews podcast episode here on the channel. If you are not yet subscribed, Hit that subscribe button and notification bell to be notified of any new podcasts and or content coming from this channel. If you want to listen to the podcast on the go, go right ahead and hit the description box. You'll find a link to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Spotify. We hope that you are doing well. And with love, I send you my blessings. See you in the next episode. Blast off. Totally never try. I turn a movie scene to a horror scene. Scared to give you the world because you'll leave me like it's more to see.